Okay, folks, and welcome to another episode of the Club Rugby Collective podcast brought to you by All Sports Physiotherapy. My name is Brenda Saucertel from Queensland Rugby, and joining me as always is my good pal, Jay Boy. How are we, mate? I'm good as gold, South. How are you doing, Mark? Not too bad, mate. Uh, round 10 of Queensland Premier Rugby, mate, had uh, plenty of action in store for us. Yeah, 100%. I mean, yeah, it was our second last round, and I mean, technically, there's, there was really only five teams duking it out to be able to get up there, and um, we saw some results that didn't necessarily fall the right way for some clubs, but was very favourable for others. So it was a pretty bloody good round of footy, to be honest. It was, mate. But obviously, the results mean now that we've got this final round, mate, where there's so much that could change. There's no The only certainty is that UQ is going to finish in the top two. And then besides from that, East could fall out of the top two. Brothers and Bond could be in the finals. If they both win, Jeep could fall out. Like There's so much that could happen, but we'll get to that later on in the pod. Let's take a look back at round 10, and we'll kick things off with the match of the round between GPS and Bond. Gallopers getting up in their do-or-die clash, 34-22. This one, mate, I think we both thought that Bond might have the ascendancy here, but... Uh, Pretty clear, this pretty easy to say, mate, that the Gallopers just scrum bond off the park, mate. 100%. I mean, this is the brand of footy that, that everyone was expecting Jeeps to play all season, and they haven't really, they've shown glimpses of it on occasion. But I even said just last week that their, their set piece dominance hasn't necessarily been there as it has in the past, and that despite, you know, being such an awesome attacking side with that back line they've got, they haven't really been able to spark too much. And, Hence why they've lost a couple games this year, something that I think a lot of people wouldn't have expected. But that was exactly the brand of footy that Jeeps is known for and that they've been wanting to play all year. Their scrum absolutely decimated them. I think their line-out with Dan Gorman back was absolutely fantastic and they were just setting such a strong platform and absolutely smothering Bond and not allowing them to get any really uh, any real momentum because any time there was a scrum or a line-out, there was just nothing but pressure coming on top of them. So, um, look, Bond were the form team going into that match, but that's a big old warning shot over the bow from Jeeps. That's for sure. No, mate, If they play Bond. Well, mate, they did their best to put themselves in the position too. So, um, obviously, results this weekend will determine whether they do or not, but they gave themselves a fighting chance with that result, mate. And, you know... Got the four-try bonus point. AJ Alatimu was great with the boot, slotting four conversions and two penalties. Um, for Bond, three tries. Big Wilson Blythe got over for a meat pie in his prem grade starting debut, which is good to see for the big fella. But, yeah, mate, you know, we spoke about that scrum and you don't want to mention it, mate, but, you know, I feel for Egan Siggs, mate. <laughs> <laughs> he had his number, mate. Oh, mate, he was absolutely decimating him all day. Their, their entire front row is fantastic, and that's exactly what they needed to have any chance of playing finals footy. But, I mean, credit to Bond, and this goes to show just how good Bond actually are. They're set pe- – like, how, how many scrums and lineouts might you have a game? 20-plus? Yeah, yeah. So, on 20-plus starting uh, occasions where they're having to try to start with front football, they probably had less than five where they actually got that pill out cleanly, yet they still scored 22 points. 
they still played a pretty bloody good game of footy. And that was without Lockie Connors. That was without um, Connor Pritchard. You know, like, they they played a pretty good brand of footy um, considering they really were just getting, you know, hamstrung at every occasion when it came to the set piece. So, I mean, a credit to Bond. And that's why if Bond make the finals, they're going to be a chance. Um, but, yeah, look, it was just, yeah, it was a tough day in the office there for Sigsy. Bloody yeah. hell. Well, mate, I suppose on another note, I was going to ask this. This would be the first match I think Bond had played without Connor Pritchard for a while. How much uh, impact do you reckon that had on the clash, taking set-piece out of it? Uh, not so much the set-piece, but his breakdown work. I thought Nixon Taramai, who took his position, was one of best Bond's best on the day. He was absolutely fantastic. But he's more of a ball-running sort of defensive worker, whereas Connor Pritchard puts his head into really, really dark places and, um, you know, I think that was the big difference. Jeeps was really able to get a good roll on as well, on top of that as well. So not only was their set piece on top, but at the breakdown, um, their big bodies, you know, uh, Ratu, Vio, Batabasanga and Kawa Yatha and stuff like that, they they really, you know, were able to win their pill relatively uncontested. Um, which gave him real good front football. So, you know, do you know how long Connor Pritchard's out for? Because he clobbered Hayden Sargent last week, didn't he? Oh, mate, I believe it was only the one week. So it was a case of, like, you sort of hit him on the arm in a tackle and it sort of slid up and it looked a lot worse than it probably was. So, yeah. Um, but anyway, look, mate, I've got no doubt that Bond will be looking to bounce back this week. And UQ, we saw last week that their scrum especially in the first half, is nowhere near as solid as the likes of Jeeps or East. So that'll be an interesting one to see where they go. Because if Bond get front football, mate, you know, they can do anything. So that's going to be definitely a cracking clash. Um, but moving forward, mate, brothers versus Sunnybank, the brethren had to win this one once again to give keep themselves in finals contention. And they're actually in the top four now with, that, with Bond losing that match. They're one point ahead of them. On the ladder, in fourth spot, they claimed a 43-38 win over Sunnybank. It was a really tight clash. And be the sounds of things, the difference was a yellow card to Tom Lucas, which um, allowed brothers to get a bit of ascendancy there for a 10-minute period. Yeah, I think they scored two, maybe three tries. Um, I think it was at the back end of the first half, was it? Um, yeah, and that's when Tom Lucas was off the field. But, you know, brothers scored within about 90 seconds through Billy Bullet. Um, but then... Sunnybank, showing what Sunnybank can do, racked up three tries in 10, 15 minutes, and they were absolute pearlers as well. So this this is just another game that just got away from Sunnybank. Their depth was found out. You know, their experience was found out. And at the end of the day, it was just another game that was just, just out of reach. I'd say that's what six from eight or whatever it is where they've lost you know, by just a handful of points in the dying stages. So, look, th- this is going to be very, very good for a young Sunnybank side to try and galvanise and get a bit of experience. But, you know, if they're doing this now, imagine what they can do when they actually sort of sit and listen and can really take a season or two to learn under guys like Rex Tapwai and Tom Lucas and co. So, yeah, but, mate, this was an entertaining game of footy. Very entertaining game of footy. Very high scoring, obviously, but two sides that can 
really love to throw everything at it when they attack. Well, mate, I think Sunny Maker played entertaining footy all year. It's just, mm. as you mentioned, depth-wise and just probably missing a few key guys, a few key positions, mate, but they pushed the top end of the table throughout the season and, um, you know, positive things, I think, uh, overarchingly. Um, the Sione's first year there as head coach, given the amount of change they've had there with player rosters, turnover, turnover of staff behind the scenes. Definitely a new look Sunday bank to uh, what we've seen in previous years gone by. Um, but moving on, mate, we had Souths versus Norse as well, the Battle of the Birds, and the Magpies, mate, they're on the board. they got to win 29-26, another tight affair, and a sneaky little return of Geordie Luke on the wing there for uh, for Norse. Yeah, bagged himself a little bit of meat as well, but, um, oh, man, look, not going to lie, this wasn't the best game of footy. Um, you know, uh, it was clearly two sides on the um, bottom end of the ladder, but, I mean, it was very aggressive and very hard-fought game of footy, and credit to South to come away with a W, but, I mean, I'd, I'd you know, say that that was close to North's worst performance of the season. You know, if they didn't have Chapo at the back there, you know, they'd get absolutely smashed by South. Uh, they were just... Yeah, it just wasn't North's day, unfortunately. And credit South, good on them. They snatched that win. I think it was through a try to Theo Career at the back end there. So good on them getting that dub late in the season. No, mate, well, definitely a bit of a morale booster there for the Maggies. And I will give a shout out to South Club captain Nick White. He made his Prem grade starting debut in this clash. He's a prop. I played against him in fifth grade. Three or four years ago, mate, and he's just a true club stalwart. He's a second or third generation magpie. So, shout out to the big man. Good on him. Good, good salt of the earth club rugbyman. But, uh, mate, Sunday's clash, West versus UQ, mate. Obviously, this one probably hurts a bit for you, mate, because the doggies were in this one, but UQ just, uh, just classy outfit, mate, with a bit of reinforcements coming back as well. Their subs, their subs absolutely smoked the doggies. The doggies' depth was tested big time, and they brought on Josh Nasser, um, SJ Tamala, and Angus Scott Young in the scrum. And straight away in the second half, once they brought them on, they started um, decimating the doggies there at the set piece, which was the only real thing that they were getting some ascendancy on. You know, it was a close match, but I think the scoreline, even though it's not that flattering, actually sort of flatters the doggies a bit because I don't think. They were still racking up points throughout the game, but I think anyone that was there would say you could see that UQ sort of had control over that game. Um, I think Jordan Lenac's kicking game was one of the deciding factors. You know, the doggies tend to kick just for the sake of kicking, um, whereas UQ, you know, Jordan Lenac would put a box kick up and it would land, you know, five or seven metres in from touch and it's contestable and... You know, it's just a smarter game plan from the students. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 um, I'll I, be the first to admit, like I've been one of Josh Nass's biggest critics by way of just the fact that, you know, him transitioning into the hooker role and not really having that many minutes under his belt. I think he was a lot better. And um, I'd love to see him just spend a season down in QPR plying his trade as a hooker because his throwing is a little bit better, but his scrummaging is awesome at hooker. You know, and, and if he can spend a season actually playing the game, because he hasn't, he's played like 
500 minutes of footy in two years. Mm. Like, if he could spend a season down at UQ, you know, under Stephen Moore. Stephen Moore is their forwards and scrums coach now. If he can spend a season there, applying with trade, he will be all the better for it. But, yeah, so... Um, but, yeah, like, at the end of the day, the heavies were just too good. Well, mate, too I think... Very true. But, mate... Um, you know, when we say classy, you look at Mac really, some of his touches out wide were ridiculous. Um, he's definitely a classy. DJ Oates got three tries. Well, mate, we, you know, we saw Coyotes in a moon boot before the match and you're thinking, oh, no, like they've lost uh, lost their kicker. He's been their danger man out wide. And then BJ comes out and showed great pace in the wider channels to score a couple of those tries. But um, I was going to say for West, mate, I seriously like that scrum. In that back 20 minutes of the first half, I think shows obviously some great improvement there. But for me, mate, Bronson at hooker, um, I think he's got the potential to be one of the best hookers in the competition, mate. I think he's just, he's obviously struggled with fitness with a few injuries. And you could see that the scrum definitely changed once he left the field. But he's he's an awesome front rower, mate. Oh, mate, the Bobcat's filth. He's so good. Mate, he was coming on as a 17-year-old first year out of school Prem Colts player at prop for the Doggies, you know, however many years ago and was decimate people. Like, he is awesome. He, yeah, he's just a bit overweight. He's had his fitness issues with injuries. If he can sharpen that up, mate, he's sick. Like, he is too big and so strong and... Yeah, so if you can just refine a few things, that'd be awesome. But but that's it, Source. Like, you know, once they lost that ascendancy they had at the scrum, like they – I'm surprised UQ didn't actually get a yellow card um, during that period there, to be honest. But them's the breaks. That's what happens. And, you know, once they lost that scrum ascendancy, they lost pretty much all ascendancy after that or any form of ascendancy. And, yeah, UQ smashed them. Very true. And obviously good to see some of the Reds boys come back. We've spoken about them. Um, you know, I spent some time with Angus Scott Young that day, followed him around in terms of his return to UQ. So we'll see some more guys come back this weekend. Um, and one such player is going to be St. George Queensland Reds lock, Angus Blythe, who I have caught up with. So let's hear from Angus ahead of Bond's do-or-die clash with UQ. Well, joining me now, I have St. George, Queensland Reds lock, Angus Blight, who's going to be making his return to club rugby this weekend for Bond University. Angus, how are we, mate? Yeah, good, thanks, Sauce. How are you? Not too bad. Thanks for joining us today, mate. Now, obviously, you've just come out of the bubble, mate. Um, Had two weeks of uh, isolation after the Super Rugby season, mate. Um, It's definitely been a long slog to be be able to get back out into uh, the community, mate. Yeah, yeah, it has been a, a long two weeks, um, as well as even before before the final as well. We um, only sort of bound to, to training and uh, and at home, so it's good to be out in the community now. You know, um, getting haircuts, <laughs> been able to go to cafes and stuff. So um, yeah, enjoying being back. Well, welcome back to society, mate. Um, <laughs> now I know a lot of fellas, mate. While you were in that sort of deep lockdown whether you guys were playing on a Friday night or a Saturday night. I know a lot of guys are sort of following club rugby um, throughout the year, especially I know Wilson loves to watch uh, watch Brothers. Um, he can't let go. Um, 
but mate, for yourself, have you sort of watched Bond much throughout the season, mate? What have you sort of made of um, what's been sort of some pretty top performances from them throughout the year? Yeah, yeah, I've been watching them um, a bit throughout the year. Um, obviously, enjoy watching the boys and seeing how they go and keeping up um, with their sort of games. Um, so yeah, they've they've had a pretty good um, pretty good run last few games that I've watched. Um, and yeah, I mean, we're looking forward to to keeping that um, keeping that sort of streak alive um, this weekend. Now, obviously, it's a big weekend coming up, mate. Um, the loss to GPS last weekend on Saturday means that Bond fell from third on the ladder to fifth. Um, they're now on 26 points, just behind Brothers on 27. Um, and there's a lot to happen this weekend. You've got Brothers and East playing, and then you've got yourselves and UQ. So Bond versus UQ playing. It's uh, A lot could come out of this weekend, mate, but what's sort of the, the chat within the Bond crew, mate, and the focus for this weekend? Yeah, yeah, it's definitely um, a, a tight, uh, tight competition up up the top there. So, um, um, yeah, anything can happen. I think um, we can only control what um, what we do uh, and how we play. So, that's what we'll be focusing on, um, you know, for training this week as well as on the game on Saturday. Uh, so, it's um, yeah, it's it's really exciting because um, you know it's a, it's a do or die match. I guess um, you always want to. Always want to win, but we sort of need to win this weekend if we want to play finals this year. So that's what we're looking forward to, to playing. Yeah, mate, there's a lot of um, new faces in the Bond crew this year, mate, as well as some old ones. Um, is there any particular that sort of stood out for you, mate, that you're sort of looking forward to taking the park with this weekend? Yeah, there's a, yeah, a couple of guys. Um, obviously, obviously, my brother, uh, looking forward to, to playing with him uh, this weekend. Um, yeah, hopefully me and him packed out in the second row together. Um, that, that'll be good fun and to play with him will be awesome. Uh, looking at, you know, watching some of the, the young guys coming through as well, like uh, Max Dowd, uh, Rian Stowers as well. They're all sort of playing good rugby, um, you know, becoming good footballs and um, doing um, doing a good job for Bond Uni. Yeah, mate, you mentioned your brother there. Um, we were just speaking before we, we jumped on the call, mate. Um, there's a few years between you. You're 22, he's 19. He made his starting debut for Prem Grade last weekend, mate. Just um, how special would it be to run out there with your brother, mate? Something that not a lot of guys get to experience. Yeah, it will be pretty special. Um, we haven't, um, yeah, have never sort of played together before. Um, three years different, so uh, we're always, you know, sort of in the different, different age groups or, or different grades uh, coming through. So it'll be a really good experience um, for, for both of us, really. And, um, you know, we're, we're pretty close, so we get along well. And, and um, yeah, really looking forward to playing rugby with him. Now, mate, he obviously had a few uh, injury setbacks earlier in the year, mate. Um, what have you sort of made of his – this is sort of his first year uh, out of school and in full senior rugby, mate. What have you made of his uh, progression? Yeah, yeah, he's coming along well. Um, yeah, I'm lucky to have uh, a couple of injuries early in the year, but um, I think he, he's doing well. And um, watching his game on the weekend uh, for his, his starting starting debut for Bond, he played you know, pretty well. So, um, yeah, no, he's uh, he's going well, and I think he's, he's developing pretty well as well. Yeah, mate. I know you were at UQ last week on Sunday um, to watch some of your other Reds teammates um, make their return. So Moe was in action for West. You had Angus Scott Young, Josh Nasser, 
Sammy Wallace all playing for UQ and I know Jock's waiting in the wings to make his return as well. Um, is there much sort of banter, uh, mate, going on this week before the big varsity clash? Um, yeah, yeah, a little bit, uh, a little bit of banter. Uh, obviously, you know, whenever you're playing against your, your sort of teammates, you want to get one up on them and there's a bit of chat that goes around. But um, uh, I haven't actually seen um, seen Scotty, Scotty yet this week. I saw the other boys um, today and, um, yeah, we're all excited and there's a bit of uh, bit of chat going around the gym today. So um, really looking forward to the weekend and playing against them and, yeah, hopefully getting one up on them. Now, mate, you, you've grown up in and around the Gold Coast, mate, in the, in the far north coast of New South Wales, and, um, you know, no Gold Coast side has made um, Prem Rugby finals since the Gold Coast Breakers sort of glory days, mate, and obviously Bond haven't been there since their inception. Um, given the year it's been, mate, how special would it be to potentially, you know, help Bond um, make their first final series and obviously try to get through to the big dance? Uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be huge. Um, you know, every, everyone down at the club is, is so, um, so supportive, you know, of, of all the, all the teams and, um, you know, it would really mean a lot, um, to the, to the rugby club. Um, where, you know, obviously they're, you know, Bond's a pretty junior, um, rugby club. So we only had the, uh, the grandstand and the um, clubhouse sort of built, um, I think last year. So, um, yeah, it was. It's. Um, it would mean a lot, lot to the club and a lot to the players to sort of um, to to make that that final series. All right. Well, mate, thanks very much for joining us, mate, and um, best of luck for the weekend. Yeah, awesome. Thanks, Sauce. Well, great to hear from Angus Blythe there, mate. Definitely awesome to see that he's potentially going to be playing his first game of Premier Rugby with his younger brother Wilson Blythe this weekend. Something that. Uh, they haven't done before, so special occasion for the brothers. Oh, mate, a hundred percent, and it's going to be absolutely massive for them because one of their pitfalls on the weekend was Luke Papworth is an awesome footy player, but he's a number eight. Essentially, they were running around with their fourth and fifth string um, second rowers in there since they've lost Lockie Connors and Devin Henson and Jake Upfield's moved to the back of the scrum as a result of Dylan Rowe not being there. So, mate, if they can get the Blythe brothers in there. That will go a long way to shoring up their set piece. Very true. Well, mate, let's let's start things off with this um, round eleven clash between Bond and UQ down there. Bond obviously getting Angus Blythe back. We expect to see Connor Pritchard back into the back row. Um, whispers I'm hearing from UQ is that they're going to be missing a couple of guys. I think Pat Mori um, and one other, but I don't think that matters too much with some of the depth that the, the heavies have got. But this is going to be interesting in terms of the fact that it's a clash that UQ can afford to lose because it doesn't matter the result. They'll finish in the top two. Um, and, you know, while a minor premiership is very nice, it's just having that added bonus of a second chance card come finals time. Should they lose a major semi final, the, the clubs are really going to be worried about. Yeah, but I know you said, oh, you know, they've got the depth. Pat Murray is a massive out. You know, he is absolutely fantastic. He's such a tremendous footballer and he's so inspirational in what he does. And I don't think UQ are going to put their cue in the rack, but I certainly think they are looking towards finals. They're probably going to try some guys out. They're probably going to drag some guys at halftime so that other players can get a bit of match fitness or whatever it may be. But, um, yeah, look, 
uh, you know, I I really want Bond to play finals. I want Bond to play finals. For God's sake, I want him to play final. God, they just can't stop screwing me over with this. But yeah, if they don't play finals, that's three years in a row they should have played finals and haven't done it. So look, I'm picking Bond to um, get the boil over over the heavies. Well, Jay, I think this uh, this week's clash between Bond and UQ is going to be the big test of this Bond side. If they're the improved outfit that we hope they are, then we'll see them play finals footy next week. However, it's definitely going to be a hard task for them, mate. It's not like they're hosting a side that's not playing finals. They're hosting the current ladder leaders. Um, the benefit, obviously, for them is that they're playing at home at Bond. So we will wait and see if they can get the job done. And news coming in as of last night, um, they're introducing a new Varsity Cup between the two sides. They're going to be playing for a trophy. So I believe it's going to be the Brailsford Brown Varsity Cup. So a bit of silverware on the line as well. Sick. So, mate, we'll touch on Brothers East in a sec, but we've got two other games that are playing this weekend as well. We've got your doggies hosting Souths at Skyfleet, mate. Um, finishing off the season for the doggies with a home game as well, mate. No doubt it'll be a raucous night afterwards, but um, what sort of the focus, mate, do you reckon for the doggies heading into this last weekend? Uh, their set piece, I think they're going to put a lot of pressure on through their set piece. And I think um, I think Carl's obviously just going to be like, driving home the fact that they need to finish with the dub. You know, they can't they can't lose to South. That would be such a disappointing end of the season. I think they're going to win. I think their set piece is going to dominate. They're at home. Last game of the season, I think the Doggies are going to step up. Um, mm. But, yeah, I think, I think it's just going to be about setting a good platform and rounding out the season well in anticipation for 2021. Very true. And then we've got Norse and Sonny, mate, up at Hugh Courtney, mate. Um, given Norse, they're handling a few injuries and the way that Sonny Bank have been playing the last few weeks against top-class um, opposition, mate, it's this could be a, a dangerous match for, for Northeast, mate. They'd want to finish on a high with the home game at Hugh Courtney, but um, the Dragons, mate, we've seen what they're capable of. Yeah, I mean, you just hit the nail on the head. We've seen what the Dragons are capable of. I mean, Connor Maroney said, you know, he's probably, he's going to back in Norse, not just because it's his favourite team, but also um, he reckons Sunnybank's allergic to winning this season, which is a bit harsh. But, I mean, results tend to tend to argue that point pretty pretty well. Um, but, look, I yeah, like, I think... Since they lost uh, Prudhoe there at fly half and, you know, Chapo only came back for the final uh, last couple games of the season, he showed obviously why he's an absolute gun. But, you know, they're, they're just just lacking some polish. And I think um, Sunnybank have got some serious experience and talented players. They just need to play for 80 minutes. So if they do that, I think they'll win pretty handsomely. Speaking of polish, mate, are you dusting at the moment? I am, yeah. Is that coming through over the microphone, is it? No, I'm just intrigued. <laughs> yeah, I was just doing a bit of dusting. It's yeah, just multitasking. See? Hey. Yeah. There he is. I'm a renaissance man, Source. I'm just doing a bit of dusting whilst we talk about rugby, you know what I mean? Look, man, you do you. No judgment here. 
<laughs> Sounds like there is a bit of judgment, actually. <laughs> no, mate. Uh, you can come do my <laughs> afterwards if you want to. Um, nah, I'm not done. <laughs> uh, now, mate, Brothers versus East. Obviously, the Prem grade um, clash has a lot to play for this weekend. But it is also going to be the Doughty Shield decider. Uh, we got Brothers, obviously, hosting East at Crosby. The brothers are the current holders of the Daddy Shield for the last two seasons. Um, undoubtedly, they've been killing it across the grades. But the Tigers have come from nowhere, mate, and actually lead the Daddy Shield tally heading into this clash. Yeah, look, this one's going to be an absolute belt. And not just for finals ramifications, but also, as you said, because of the Daddy Shield. I mean, um, it's it's very rare that you sort of see a club like the Tigers actually not only leading, but even just being in contention for the Dowdy Shield, you know, like clubs like uh, Jeeps and, you know, Brothers and UQ typically run deep. Um, So, mate, that's a credit to the Tigers there. And there's just so much on the line. I think there's, there's half it up. There's three or four or five or something like that sides from Brothers that are playing for a minor premiership this weekend. Obviously, the Dowdy Shield, there's a top-of-the-table clash. If brothers lose, they very easily could not play finals. There's so much on the line this weekend, and I think the fact that it's at Crosby, the fact that they can't lose, the fact that the fate is somewhat out of their hands if they do, I think brothers are going to come away with a buttered confection. And I don't know if it's true or not, but I've heard chat that Ben Mullen isn't actually there anymore. Is that true? Uh, look, mate, I've heard some whispers, but I don't think that's the case because he was apparently at Caterby training yesterday. So, yeah, I don't know. Someone said he went overseas. Uh, maybe I just dreamt it and then woke up and ate breakfast. Who knows, man? Yeah, not uh, not from what I have heard. Um, my understanding, mate, is that he will be making a shift in position though into lock with seven- my half. Oh. <laughs> he wishes, mate. No, he's got to put his head in the tight five, mate, because Seru Uru is back at East. Yeah, that's not bad, eh? That's not bad at all. Handy little injection, mate. But brothers are the ones that are going to benefit the most in terms of Reds returning this week. You got Ryan Smith. The big fella hasn't played rugby in a long time. He's on the Reds bench, but didn't get to make his debut. Uh, you got Lawson Crichton, who's been in the Reds bubble. Hasn't played footy in a while. He'll be chomping at the bit to run out there and play alongside his brother as well. And then you've got, uh, I know, Harry Hooper is potentially going to be playing in the front row. And then Hamish Stewart is the other one that's going to come back and actually be playing for Brothers. Now, he hasn't played for Brothers before. He's had a club switch in the off-season. But be the sounds of things, um, he's a bit busy back home on the family farm this weekend out of Oakland Stud in, uh, in Pittsworth. Uh, they're right bank smack in the seat in the foaling season. It's a, it's a stud farm. So, oh, uh, so he's dogging the boys. Well, he's, uh, helping, well, he's helping out his dad back on the farm, mate. So doing the family thing. Oh, okay. So, so dog on one boy and helping out another. All right. Helping out the old boy. Um, yeah. So Stuart family big in the, in the uh, racing scene, the horse racing scene here in Australia. So he's uh, back home on the farm helping... Uh, introduce the new generation of horse racing horses into the world. Um, not something I know a lot about, but Hamish, if you ever speak to him, loves it. We'll chew your ear off about it for hours. Um, <laughs> but be the sounds of things, should brothers get past this weekend, he will be a likely inclusion 
for the final series. So that's a handy utility there to have, whether he can line up in the centres or a fullback, potentially come on a fly half even. Um, there's plenty of options there for where Hamish could fit into that side. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what the lineup's like. But um, definitely, I think Smithy in that forward pack is going to add a lot of grunt. Made him and Brad Capper together a pretty good lock partnership. Oh, 100%. And he's one of the more abrasive guys in that side. And, you know, you add him to Michael Wood, who's now starting to find a bit of form. He was great against Sunny Bank on the weekend. Um, he'll really toughen up that forward pack a lot. Uh, but, yeah, like, I think um, I think it's got to be won and lost up front. Both sides can attack from anywhere. Both sides have got a red-hot back line and back three. Um, but, yeah, whoever wins that set-piece battle is going to win this game and whoever wins that breakdown. So I think Noah Nielsen's going to have his, um, you know, he's going to have it cut out for him to try to um, stymie, you know, the gun milosevic Moen combo. Yeah, look, mate, I've, I can't really pick this one, mate. I really think this match is going to go down to the wire. Now, the benefit of that is his brothers potentially can, um, even if Bond um, win, being the brothers are only two points behind GPS, in the scenario that Bond win and secure themselves final spot, the brothers can get a four-try bonus point, lose with the less than seven points, and their points difference is better than Jeeps, which is a possibility, um, having a look at the latter currently. Um because they've got a points, brothers have got a, currently got a points difference of 81 compared to G68. So their points difference is actually better than the Gallopers at the moment. Then brothers could slip into the finals with a loss. So, mm. yeah. I don't think Matt's going to allow that, though. He's not going to allow them to play for the loss. No, yeah, but it's no, definitely not playing for the loss, but it is a little draw card there where if they can keep the points tally up, which, you know, if things fall their way, do, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's a little, you know, in the back pocket potential get out of jail free card. But mate, if you were a Galloper supporter this weekend with a buy, you're going to be having two screens up watching Bond UQ, watching, <laughs> watching East Brothers and absolutely shitting bricks as you watch these two teams play, mate, because, mate, as good as the Gallopers have been at different stages during the season, uh, we said this, like, any loss can come back and um, bite a team in the rear end, mate, and unfortunately, mate, they've had a couple, and their their fate is now in the hands of two other teams and brothers and bond, mate. Yeah, look, they're, they're, they've done... Ever since that doggy's lost, they've done everything possible to try to get themselves into finals contention. But, oh, mate, yeah, mate, you would be geeking hard down at Yoku Road this Saturday, that's for sure. So, as you said, they'll have both screens up, keeping an eye on both games to see how they go. But, yeah, there's a lot on the line for them. And, unfortunately for them, it's entirely out of their hands now. No, mate, I'd be an absolute... Can you imagine being in Elwee's household this weekend, mate? He would be a nervous... Oh, mate, hate to be his dog. Mm-hmm. Mate, it's it's a hard one to pick, mate. But what what do you reckon the top four makeups going to be? Uh, I I want Jeeps to miss out because I said last week that they're going to miss out, and I want to be right because I want Bond to play footy. Um, and yeah, because of that thing I said just about Jeeps last weekend. So I, I definitely think the top two are going to be East and UQ. Um. 
I'd love Bond to play finals footy. And if a Bond play finals footy, then I'd assume brothers probably will as well. So, yeah, like, I think that, that could be what we look at. But again, who knows, right? Mm. Well, look, mate, if I was a guessing man, I want to say that I think East are going to edge brothers this weekend and Bond are going to get the job done down at down at the canal. I think it's just it's it's their time if they can come through with the goods um, and get that W. But I think anything can happen for them. So if that's the case, then I think the ladder's going to look East one, UQ second, Bond will finish in third, and then Brothers and Jeeps. It really just depends on how tight that clash is between. Brothers and East, and if it is a high-scoring affair, depending on how defences are, and Brothers just lose, then it could be the Jeeps of the unfortunate team to miss out. But it's really hard to pinpoint yes. where that could land. Yeah, because it's not as clean, clear-cut as someone wins, someone loses, they go straight through. Because there is that back pocket as that little get-out-of-jail-free card for Brothers, that does throw a bit of a spanner in the works. So... But yeah, look. Well, I mean, yeah, that could happen with Bond too. If brothers get absolutely dusted this weekend, but Bond get two losing bonus points, then Bond could slip into fourth place and brothers miss out on finals. So there's another calculation altogether there as well. So, oh but God, I, I, I we don't, can get on for ages if we yeah. keep doing this sauce. I know, I know, but I don't, <laughs> I don't see East putting brothers to the sword. I think that is going to be a tight clash with. I'm going to say he's just edging ahead because I, I have to. Um, but we'll wait and see. <laughs> well, mate, we should mention as well that this weekend there's going to be another little interesting um, item on offer for, from Double Take as well, mate. The, uh, the, the red zone, mate, at Double Take, which uh, you're going to be in studio with Dylan Murphy watching all four games, offering some insight, mate. Um, something to look forward to. Mate, I can't wait. I reckon it's going to be absolutely awesome. I know there was chat about potentially doing it um, throughout the season and, you know, COVID threw a bit of a spanner, but um, it's great for us to finally do it. We saw it in that where they did it for the Jeeps final round and all that sort of stuff as well. So I reckon it's going to be great sitting in there with Dallin, just, you know, having a yarn about some of the footy going on and being able to actually see in real time instead of just calling one game and having to, you know, update the Rugby Explorer app and stuff. We can actually see what's going on, watch all four games, get an insight, and also at the same time bring you, the you know, the people watching at home, all the action from every single game as well, the big hits, the great tries and all that sort of stuff. So, mate, I reckon it's absolutely fantastic and I am absolutely amazing for it. No, mate, definitely. It's going to be an interesting little addition for our final round of club rugby, mate, and um, then we're straight to finals. So, a few big weeks ahead, mate, but this weekend of footy, mate, Plenty on the line. Yeah, mate, I cannot wait, saucy boy. It's going to be a good one. All right, Jay. Well, thanks very much for joining us, mate, and we will catch you on the weekend out in Clubland. Pleasure, saucy boy. Have a good one, brother. Catch you, mate.